0: All right, all right, all right. That cut off awful abrupt, but welcome to yeah, episode is. forty-four of the Third Banner Pod, guys. Basketball got a win tonight. It was uh it wasn't pretty, but the team won. And tonight you had the the Third Banner Pod a little bit, uh, a little bit delayed because of the game. But I'm glad to be here with you guys tonight. Episode, like I said, forty-four tonight. Along with uh, myself, you've got Kyle, Ross, Patrick, and, and myself. I'm the host, Ash. Uh, glad to be here for another episode. Um, glad everybody could join us on the stream. Uh, if you guys are in the in the lobby, please make sure you hit the like button on this particular episode. But uh, let's just dive right in, guys, because we played one of the worst basketball teams in all of Division One. I would even I would even go so far as to say that they would lose to a lot of D two schools like that was an abysmal Coppin State team that we saw out there tonight and just for reference Virginia Tech beat them one hundred to fifty five um, in, in their season opening game so Ross what do you think I mean
1: there's not a lot to say man here's what I, I think mean, I mean it. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I mean, right? I mean, cut oh. it out! I mean, shit. <laughs> <laughs> I,
2: I I'm happy for the kids. I'll put it that way. Kids got to win, and they got they they covered the spread. Yeah. I'm happy for the kids. They don't deserve all the back behind the scenes drama that's going on right now. They agreed to put on the uniform, and I don't blame them. Although. <laughs> At times, I think the staff doesn't mind doing that. But I'm not going to blame the kids for some of the behind-the-scenes stuff going on right now, the struggles, the fan bases, apathy. I'm happy for the kids. they got to win. I, yeah. I'm not going to talk – you know, and State, that 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 was rough. It looked like they never played together in their, in their lives, to be honest. It looked like a bunch of dudes got out there and played a pickup game. And they were just learning how to play. I saw more missed dunks and layups from that team than I think I've ever seen. I mean, it, it made Lorenzo Wade look like he could dunk the ball well. That's yeah. how bad it was. OG, OG Louisville fans know exactly what I'm talking about there. Lorenzo right. Wade. Hey right. right. listen. For the kids. I'll put it that way. That's the positive. Like there's you know, I don't know, Ash, if you want to break down what? like the good, the bad, and the ugly. What? I'm gonna um, say yeah. the good. I'm gonna say I'll let
0: I'll let Patrick give his thoughts and then okay. I'll I'll kinda yeah I've Listen, got my watch score pulled up and I'll run through it.
3: I, I've got a couple things. Number one, I guess KP and the, the cop and state coach thought we were still having the pod at nine tonight because no timeouts. <laughs> they tried to get that thing over quick, man. That thing yeah. was going <laughs> in
0: hour forty nine.
3: Yeah, that was a quick game. Uh too, obviously happy for the win. Like like uh Kyle said, you, you want the kids to win. You want, you want Kenny to win. You want the coaches to win. And, and, you know, that's a win. It's a win that, you know, any other team other than the last two in the past century of U of L sports probably gets a 40, 50 point win, but you know, you still take a 20 point win. Um, And then my, my third and final point, if you're the, if you're the NBA I would highlight this game right here as why you should watch the NBA instead of college basketball. Oh. Because, man, (laughs) that that was a hard game to watch. Uh, It was hard. So those are my thoughts. Uh, Guys,
0: um, I'll just run through real quick here. Um, From three, you know, 28%. Um. We actually shot really well from the free throw line again. So that's one thing about this team. They have consistently shot pretty well from the free throw line. We shot 78% tonight from the free throw line. We out-rebounded on 45 to 33, which everybody kind of knew going in because, they, I mean, Coppin State has been one of the worst rebounding teams in the country. So
2: I'm actually had, a little disappointed it was that little. I, I am that too. That sounds but, weird, but, I mean, that's been Coppin State's, like, biggest thing. Like, we should have probably doubled up on the rebounds. As crazy as that sounds, we probably should have when you look at who they played and how dominant in the paint those other teams were. We stood out there and shot a lot of threes. Why? Why? That wasn't – the scouting report says, like, that team cannot stop you if you go inside. Six of 21 from three. We're out there shooting 21 threes and making six of them.
1: Our first – 12 of our first 19 shots were three-point shots.
2: Yeah, why? That, I that, mean that, that me, the five scouting report
1: to, to me it just looked like a bunch of guys just trying to get theirs. I mean, they they were they were trying to run offense. No, and- Ross,
0: I'm not I'm gonna stop you right there because like that was the thing after the Simmons game. Yeah, and I don't normally do this, but after the Simmons game, I was really praising their ball movement and the, how the chemistry looked. Mm-hmm. Um, and even after uh, the Kentucky western game, I thought they played hard and they played together. But I didn't see that tonight. I I think you were totally right, and I think that the there were guys looking to get theirs tonight. Uh,
1: and I, it, I felt like I felt like when they were running through the offense, they were it was just kind of lackluster, lackadaisical. You know, it's like okay, it's not there. So here's here next guy gets their chance. You know what I'm saying? It's like okay, no, it's not. Now it's my turn. Like there was no. They weren't doing anything purposeful with the ball with offense, really. I mean, and then they, you know, they it, the clock would get down to end, they're like, okay, well, we're gonna try to attack it. Oh, look, there's a guy that's wide open out here. He's been open there the whole damn time, you know. I mean, it's just yeah, I, I mean, don't know. It just it just was not, it's not a lot to take away from that, man. You know I mean, a lot, I mean, we
2: get a lot of shots at the very end of shot clock where we threw up a garbage shot and made it. Yeah, we I mean, did mm-hmm. that that's like I could I can think of three right off the bat. Um mm-hmm. Yeah. So, do you want to do the good, the bad, the ugly? Ash?
0: Well, you know, the good was the free throw shooting. Um, the bad was the the number of threes that we took. And, and to me, what's ugly is turnovers. Like we had 15 turnovers in that game to only seven assists. Um, yeah, that's that's where the quality of competition that we were playing tonight. That's pretty pathetic, in my opinion
3: yeah a yeah. The, the common theme these this year and three games
2: so so for me the good like I, mm-hmm. I alluded to it earlier but the kids got a win they covered the spread I mean they did cover they got a win it is always better to get a win even if it's not a pretty win or it doesn't tell you a whole lot about the team it is always better for those kids to get a win with everything going on in that program right now. Because they still wear the name on the front of the jersey, they're still Louisville basketball players, and so we we are rooting, we are rooting for them to have more positive times than than negatives. Unfortunately, I think we know where this is probably going, as the schedule gets harder. Mm -hmm. So take the take the wins you can get. That's the good. Mm -hmm. I would say the bad. I, I would say the bad would be I I didn't really like the the there wasn't enough unity on offense as far as. Spreading the ball around, and Ross already alluded to that. I would say that was the bad: is they weren't sharing the ball well. It was just a bunch of dudes kind of dribbling around, jacking up shots, especially too many threes. And the and the ugly for me would be exactly that: we did not, which kind of complements it. We did not go inside enough against a team like we beat that team by forty to fifty points. I'm not kidding. If you, yeah, if those were the games we did inside, They had nobody there. They had nobody to stop you, and you still. I just don't, and that's where the coaching comes in. It's like, I i mean, I literally have never coached in my life. I don't claim I know a whole lot about coaching. I had known nothing. But I can tell you what I do know. I can look at the scouting report. I can look at what Coppin State has not done well. And I can see the roster construction. We got a bunch of big guys without knowing how to do anything else. I know. Hey, Brandon huntley happy. I'm going to you. JJ, I'm going to you inside. Um uh, You know, Manny, when you get in the game, I'm going to you. Dennis Evans, I'm going to you. And then, you know, if you want to kick it out, if they start double teaming, if you want to kick it out then to the perimeter, fine. But my guess is you probably rarely even have to do that because they had nobody down low that was intimidating, that could rebound well. They had very poor fundamentals when it came to boxing out. That team did. And yet here we are, still out there, just dribble, 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 dribble. Okay, two seconds on the shot clock, throw up a three um let's just or, or the opposite you just run down there and rush a three and it's like what are you doing right now so yeah. you know I, I remember curtis williams I, there was one play in particular we run down there on a fast break he just stops right at three point line throws up a brick and i'm thinking guys if if you know nothing else as far as the staff goes get these guys a play inside and we win by 40 or 50 points you yeah. know that was the ugly to me yeah,
0: Ty's comment here. Does this make the top five wins of the Kenny Payne era? Uh,
2: yeah. What is this? <laughs> no. Which
3: one That's do you good, knock bro. out? Um yeah. This one. Yeah, probably yeah.
2: this, this one. This
3: one. It's not. It's not even close. I mean, I, I don't. Th- these past couple years, I, I watched less college basketball.
0: I, I'm the than same I way.
3: Probably have in my lifetime, but you know. It, I have watched a, a few games so far this year, you know, that have included the top tier teams. Like last night, you had Kansas and, you know, our, our rival Kentucky. And you look at how Kansas plays, there's a ton of off ball movements, off ball screens, backdoor cuts, um, a, a lot of stuff. And then you compare it to how we play, where I, when I watch our offense, if you are not screening or dribbling the ball, you are literally standing still. Yeah. There, there, there is no off-ball stuff. Now, you watch Kentucky, and they play more like us, but they've got quick athletic guards that get into the lane yep. that then cause all this havoc to get open shots, open cutters, you know, they're, they're big men dunking balls. I mean, so yeah, could, could we play our style if we had people getting to the lane in the lane constantly? Sure, but we don't have that. And, and it's just the screener and the dribbler, the ball handler, and that's it. And I can't believe in a year and, and three games now that we have not tried to install some other kind of offense.
2: I, I mean what or defense i mean
1: what do you what do you install i mean I, I just don't even know where you start you've got you had a new team last year now you have this team the way you want it this year and i mean it's clear they didn't really change a lot you know to this to the system what they're doing so i mean like you got a completely new team again i guess you were trying to recruit to what you wanted to do but again it does i've said this before it looks like kenny wants to run something that is similar to what he's seen at you know from cal you know calipari and and kentucky they want to space the floor they want to you know basically like you're saying pat you want to get in the lane and you want to kick to open guys to get shots but the two problems we have one we've got a lead facilitating port guard. If you want to call him that, I don't even know how you can even call him that. He's that's what he's supposed to be. Um, He's not the most fleet of foot. He plays below the rim. I haven't seen him be really great at finishing at the rim at this point. And, you know, he's just, he's not the athlete that you need to run this kind of offense. And then on top of it, we said it all summer no no shooters really i mean we see uh, curtis curtis williams can shoot but i mean we really don't have any other shooters outside like none no. i mean there's nobody to kick to for an open shot i wouldn't collapse if i was an opposing team i wouldn't collapse I, I would collapse i wouldn't spread out to cover the shooters either i mean what i mean what are we shooting on the season from three probably 28 29 percent i mean it's, it's putrid
2: Makes yeah, perfect sense. The team sucks in the paint and they, they they can't rebound, they can't defend the paint. So what do you do? You go out there as a bad three-point shooting team, you jack up 21 threes and hit six of them.
0: Yeah. Steve UL cards asked how the attendance was tonight. From the pictures that I saw, 14. I mean it was it was abysmal. I mean, 14, it was like I mean, there were fewer 14. people actually in that arena than there used to be for the red white game. So yeah, I mean, all this was I can say, how was the attendance yeah. tonight?
2: <laughs> Not it.
1: <laughs> Cut it out.
0: <laughs> yeah, that was that was definitely not a, a you know a, a packed gym. You could decide sat anywhere you wanted tonight. Yeah, um, well, one we of the might pos- have more
3: People in the comments tonight than were in, in the young. So uh, that's very
0: possible. Uh, one positive, I guess, tonight. Um, Trey White uh, had a had a, a decent performance as he went for uh 12 rebounds and 10 points tonight. Uh, so I do have to compliment him on that. That's the one bright spot probably as far as player performances that I did want to highlight. Um
3: he looked real good in the first half.
0: Yeah. yeah. I mean, he, he
3: he did not shoot the ball well in the second half, but he, he looked shot good those two
0: the threes half. at the beginning of the game and I, again,
1: um, I you know, I I think he, you know, it I just, man, I just don't even know what to say. Like, I don't, I don't even know what to say. Like, it's
0: tough. It, it really is. I don't is.
1: understand. I don't understand how a team that is this long, and we're not the most athletic team, but we're way more athletic than these teams. We got much better athletes than any of these teams we played, and we are just getting absolutely out jumped, out you know, like guys are. The other teams are timing their rebounds better. They they position themselves for rebounding better. Like there's just like there's 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 a lot of stuff lacking in the rebounding department. And I feel like if the team could rebound just half again as better as what they've been doing, they would get a lot more possessions, and they would cut down on possessions from the other team too. Like it just it's yeah. so frustrating. I can't stand. I, I I'm a short. I'm not tall guy. But one thing that I could always do when I played basketball is I, I would rebound the hell out of the ball. And it's because I would go get it. It's the only thing I could really do. I put my ass, back my ass into somebody, move them and and jump as high as I could, which is not real high. But I mean, we were going to battle for it. You know what I mean? Like, I just don't understand how somebody's 6'8 and you get out jumped by some dude that's six foot and you're, you've got longer arms. It just doesn't make any sense to me. I don't get it. I do not get it.
0: Yeah, and we had three players with an assist today. Three. <laughs> oh, And to answer your question, Couch House, it is 10 days until we beat Kentucky in football.
2: Oh, man, we're about to get in the single digits. Well, hey, speaking of beating U.K. in football, and football in particular, before we get to U.K., we've got a hell of a game coming up. I'm to have to address
0: one more thing. All afternoon – I, I know you're I know your answering uh, – Kyle uh, on the pod is a football-first guy. I know Ross Same. is as well. I've kind of been yeah. always 50-50. Like, I'm a huge football guy, but I'm also diehard basketball. And I just have to, like, say, like, all afternoon and all bef- right before the game we kept hearing, Kenny's going to address Koron after the game. What in the
2: so, – it was such look, a non-answer. We danced around the Koron stuff when it came out. I mean – and I didn't even – now Now somebody on the pod did use his name. I try not to even name the player. But obviously now with with them having to talk about Koron cool at all, we all know Koron cool was a player involved in whatever happened. Now, yeah. you know, some people claim nothing at all happened. Other people claim what they claim. We don't know. We don't know exactly what happened. But I do find it very odd that as soon as that happened, he has not touched the floor. And what do we hear all offseason? We heard that Koron was one of the bright spots, that we were all going to be surprised by Koron's on-the-court uh, performances when he gets into the game, that Koron's better than people think. Koron's in there the first game, the first couple of games. This thing comes out, all of a sudden Koron's just nowhere to be seen. So, And not even at the game? So here's my thing. I understand what the university is doing. I understand why. It's just better to come out and say nothing happened. Everything was fine.
0: But why going to something it? happened,
2: and I don't know. I'm not going to sit here and speculate how far it got, but something happened, and it certainly was not. Just like, oh, he showed up five minutes late to a practice. No, something yeah.
3: happened. It, it was his decision not
0: mean. to have him there, but he's not in any trouble. Well, when do you not have one of your players at a home game if there's not had anything happen? Come on. Yeah. Just quit Come on, guys. Bed. He's
3: not, he's, got, he's sick,
1: man. He was just didn't, didn't want the flu Pass.
3: Get a
0: hangnail.
1: Come
0: on, man. I mean, it's yeah. I mean, it's it's
1: really it's really obvious that something definitely happened, and it it doesn't really matter one way or the other. But it is. I think Karam, it's kind of noteworthy when we were getting all the when we were getting all the summer uh, player profile write ups. Karam was like the only player that didn't get something talked about him about high character warrior along that lines in his write up. It was it. He was the only one. Yeah,
2: so it's it. The whole thing's obviously uh, awkward, <laughs> and I think it puts a I think it puts a damper a bit on the 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 chemistry of the team. It's just lingering in the background. We're just gonna pretend nothing's going on, which that may be the best way to deal with it. I'm just saying it's pretty obvious that not not everything is lining up as far as nothing. Hey, and
1: Hersey, I mean, how Aiden McCool got yeah,
2: Aiden McCool got in. Yeah, 100%. that's what I'm saying. Something's up. But anyway. Let's move on. Let's move on to football. I don't even want to watch the press That's conference it. today. Come on, man. The big game. Let's go. This is it, boys. This I'm going to deem it right now. I'm calling it right now. This is the Jack Plummer game. Now, is it the Jack Plummer game because Jack Plummer is going to be really good? Or it's is a it the road Jack game, Plummer Kyle? Game? You remember this game's on the road, right? That's what I'm saying. Is it the Jack Plummer it's, game because he's going to be really for good? For one good road or game. Is it the Jack Plummer game because he's going to be the road Jack Plummer that we become accustomed to. That is a question because this game, this game here, this game comes down to Jack Plummer. It does. Miami's run defense is actually a little bit better than our rush defense, believe it or not. They're fast. They're good. They're good at the things that we're good at normally, that we rely on. They're good at stopping those things. It's going to come down to Jack Plummer. It is. It's a Jack Plummer game. I've deemed it that. I don't know what to expect. I mean, I'm, I'm nervous. I'm very nervous because we have to get more out of him than we've gotten. I don't think he can game manage us to a win here. I think he's actually going to have to play good. And I understand that Miami has their own quarterback issues, but I'm also not going to be surprised if they put Jakari in there and they give a TVD a very short leash because I really do think that My Miami, literally, the only reason they are as bad as they've been is because of, A, their coach doing the most ignorant thing you can do against Georgia Tech and just giving that game away. (laughs) It was the dumbest thing ever. Yeah. And, B, their quarterback. Their quarterback has held them back with all of his turnovers. So, you take the quarterback out of the equation as far as the amount of turnovers he has – you got a whole different team. It's like a whole different team. It's like he's holding the team back. And he's either going to figure it out Saturday or he's going to have a very short leash. I don't expect him to be in there very long if he plays like he has been playing these past few weeks. So then it comes down to, well, what are we going to do? Because you know they're going to stack the box. You know they're going to get in there and try to stop the run. And they're good at it. They're really good at it. I'm not saying Jawar, if he's healthy even – cannot rip off some some big runs or that Garendo doesn't get in there and make some plays, I don't expect it to be easy. I expect it to be kind of like how North Carolina State was able to control the run. And, unfortunately, anytime we've really had to rely on Plummer, I've always said we need to take the pressure off of him. And I still feel like that would be great if we could – but what I'm saying about this game and this is why I'm really nervous guys is I don't think we have we're going to get that opportunity in this game. I think they are going to make Jack Plummer win this game. It makes me really nervous. So this is the Jack Plummer game and I don't know <laughs> I don't know if that's a good thing or not. We'll see.
3: Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I think Jack's going to be key. You're you're going to, you know, is Jaw's full, fully healthy yet? Maybe maybe not. You know, so do we get the, the jaws from the beginning of the year? And the, it, listen, e- even a 50% jaws is still pretty good. But um, it's nice that Isaac's been uh, the, the, a big-time 2A-type running back. Um, but as you said, their run defense is stout. So we're gonna have to pass the ball, you know. Along with Plummer, it's the game that we need receivers to catch the
2: ball. Yes, we've had some key drops. We
3: can't have I these can't bad have. drops. Um, and I think you know what it, it, it's going to be the game of Louisville's defense has been good all year. Can it continue to be good against a very athletic Miami team? I mean. Miami, other other than Notre Dame, which doesn't play a, a, a very fast style of, you know, get out there on the edges type of football. They're more smash mouth. This is going to be the most talented, probably, offense in terms of player talent that we've probably faced this year. And and, and in terms of speed and trying to get to the outside and spread the field. Um so you know, it's going to be a test for our defense too. It's 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 going to be a tough game, and, and and it's one I think we really need because I, I I don't want to back into the ACC championship. I, I want to tell people, yeah, hey, we we beat Miami, we're in it. We don't have to worry about anybody else.
0: We know? earned our way in.
3: So yeah. is um,
2: this a game where Brom throws a chair in the in the pregame? I don't know, think K game coming up, but I think he, I think it needs to be this one. We're gonna be fired up for the UK game. This is the game you gotta get these guys locked in, on the road, yep. for everything's on the line right here.
1: Sure.
2: Uh, I chair, mean, I, I,
1: I don't have any doubt. You know, if this was Satterfield here. Uh, we're for sure losing this game because here's here's what's here's what's gonna happen. You're gonna go to Miami. It's their senior day. We talked about this before the season started. We were talking about when we did our predictions pod. We were talking about how this was their senior day, and that always seems we've not had, I feel like we've gone down there before and played them on senior day and we got absolutely trounced. Um, You know, like other people have said, this is like, it's a talented Miami team, they're always going to have talent whatever reason if the season doesn't go the way they want it early you know it kind of just unravels a little bit but then they kind of have that one bounce back game near yep. the end of the year and you just don't ever know if you are going to be that team or not if mm-hmm. there was ever a time that it could happen it's on senior day right so gonna have yep. to be ready i think that the coaching staff knows that though i think they're going to have our team ready to match the intensity of this miami team they know they're going to come out fired up um my hope is that after playing Florida state, they played pretty dang well. Right. we haven't really been able to see this Miami team really put two games together in a row, uh, all season. So I'm hoping that we kind of get that. Um, it's kind of, it doesn't sound like the crowd's going to be, there's going to be a lot of people there, you know, so I don't expect like crowd noise to be all that big of an issue. Um, so I think if we just come out and match their intensity uh from the get go and if, again if we can score first uh, if we score early on our first couple of drives that is a big big thing for this team and for Jack Plummer. You know, that's it's it's huge. It is absolutely I am huge.
2: a bit nervous about the field conditions. I know it's supposed to rain a whole lot the, the couple of days before like the 2 days Damn. before the game. Well, and it's all natural right. Let me get the weather
3: report out
2: we it's natural grass we've struggled with that pittsburgh it just i mean the pittsburgh was a monsoon during the game so that was worse and pittsburgh also has the overall worst field so i don't think it'll be quite that just a lot of things make me nervous but listen this is the game you have to play like you have to play this game you can't just go waltzing into an acc championship without playing good teams in hostile environments and we've got a, a, a hell of a break with our schedule this year. The amount of home games we got some of the tougher teams on our schedule. We got at home. This is the one like you got to win this one. You even get UK at home. So it's like, you got to win this one. You got to find a way it's, it's not easy. And I expect Miami, like Ross said, to have a bounce back game. I expect them to give TBD a very short leash since they had benched him anyway. And he's only back in there because Emery Williams, uh, you know, fractured his arm. So it's like, okay, he's back in there. But how, how you know, Jakari's got some playing time, some experience. And I'm actually surprised he's not starting. And maybe he does. I still I'm still not totally convinced. I know he came out and said it would be uh, TVD, but I don't know. We'll see. I just know I don't care what the situation is, it's a hard game. You gotta come in there locked in, focused, and you gotta find a way. This is the kind of game that you have to win. To be considered a really good football team, and it starts unfortunately. I say unfortunately only because of past experience with Jack Plummer on the road, but it starts and ends with Jack Plummer in this game. It really does. Well,
1: yeah. Well, and and I'll be and I'll be honest too. Like I actually want Miami to come out and play a good game, and I want us to go and beat them with them playing a good game because I honestly do believe we're the better, more complete team. I think, we, I think we are, I believe that, based on what we've seen through 10 games this year. Um, I, we're going to have, like there have been a couple of times this year uh, in particular, I, I know some people don't agree with me. I don't think our game plan for the Pittsburgh game was great uh, considering the way that was. And I didn't think that our, 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 our game plan going into uh, Virginia was all that great, to be honest um again both of those game plans really we didn't convert early and then it forced us to have to put a lot of pressure a lot more pressure on jack so i would like i know that i know that like miami's what they're like seventh in the country and like sacks <laughs> it, it, they're like seventh in the country in sacks i think they're i want to stink. they're ranked pretty high i think they're like six or seventh and like um, tackles for loss, and they like fun. to get after the quarterback. Like, our O-line's not terrible, but I could see this being a game where Eric Miller, the right, right tackle, has some trouble. Um, what I honestly expect, and I've honestly expected this a lot this year, and we haven't seen a whole bunch of it, this is a game when when a team is got their front sevens very stout and they're coming after you. You use your speed and and – in the screen game yep. to get behind okay. them.
2: Too. Same and
1: thing. and and this is the exact time where we need to be using Miami strengths against them. I think if you call the plays at the it's gonna be about some timing. It's gonna have the coach like you know, the Brahms are gonna have to have a good feel for the game and how it's going. Um I think if we can get in the red zone, we're gonna score a lot. I, I don't the red zone defense isn't that great. Um you know, it just the, the trouble is going to be moving the ball in between the twenties. So, I, I just, you know, I I want to I want to I want to see us use the screen game a lot Saturday. I, I think that could really really pay off. And a lot of quick hitters. I mean, we've seen teams do this against us, right? When we've had some of our best most aggressive defenses, what do teams do? They just didn't conduct you to death. They just keep you on the field. And they just keep the high high uh percentage passes going you know the 10 and in and obviously you can't you need to be able to take shots down field but eventually those shots will be there every now and then you just got to capitalize on them so um I, I don't know man i i just i i'm i'm very nervous but i'm confident that this coaching staff is going to have the right game plan and more importantly they're going to have the team ready mentally and physically to match the intensity it's going to take to go out there and win. So.
2: I also want to see a lot of misdirection with those screens. I want to see a mm-hmm. lot of emotion, a lot of, you know, fake handoff one way, go the other way. I just want to see them where they're freezing just for a second, just a second to look at where the ball's going because they're fast and they are going to bring the pressure. They're going to bring the heat. And then maybe at that time, that's when you can start, you know, getting Jawar and Gorindo and, I like to see a little bit more of Maurice Turner, but you know, it just depends on how the game's going. How this how, is a
1: good game for Turner, I how think. How healthy he... Jawar
2: Jordan is. I mean, I'm I'm still nervous about that with the field conditions being kind of wet. It's just, it, you know, I don't know how healthy he's going to be. Jamari Thrash. Now, I'm not as concerned about the field conditions for his wrist, but I'm hoping he's healthy because you know, right or wrong, I mean, and I and I love everything Jamari Thrash has brought to this football team. He is an absolute stud of a receiver. I wish Jack was better at seeing the slot receivers. Jeff Brom talked about we need to put him in a position to, to, to get it to the slot receivers more, like Amari Huggins' Bruce. Like I feel like, and I mean, I, I know this probably isn't right, but it, the, my perception is like 75% of the throws go to Jamari Thrash. And I saw one where they threw it in a triple coverage last week, and he actually threw the ball very well because if he throws it poorly, it's intercepted. He didn't end up catching the ball, though, because he had three guys on him. He had two other guys wide open. And I guess that's where my frustration is and where the Jack Plummer game comes into effect here. He has got to start seeing these open guys. He's got to start seeing them. I feel like he he he, he locks in on one guy, usually Jamari Thrash, but if it's not him, it's one other guy. If that guy's not open, he takes a sack, he granny shots it out of bounds, or he just throws up a complete whopper of a throw like he did with the pick six last week and it's like my my god man you got you got to get to your second option at worst you really should be able to get through your first three reads but it's hard when they're bringing a lot of pressure or fast like miami but you can't just lock in on one guy and then crap your pants after that like you got to well, be able to go and through.
1: you you're gonna have to give him time too so like uh you know trent's comment there and the in the, you know, in the comments there, he he says, you know, Miller struggles in pass pro. And that's, that's it. That's one of my big red flag areas. That's why I brought it up a second ago. Like he, he's going to have trouble against Miami's guys, the way they're able to come off the edge and bend and get around. Um, So what you can do is we need to, like you said, Kyle, you need to put guys in motion you need to have guys come in motion. You need to got, have guys chip blocking guys off that off that edge to give Miller uh, a little bit of help to slow other guys down. And that'll give Plummer a little bit more time. Um, you know, I think if we put a, a tight end over there uh, pretty often over there on the strong side, you know, and um, get, you know, I don't, I just don't really know who it would be. It could be a good game for like Kariski, probably, but um, and you're going to have to have those guys chipping those gut, those guys, their defensive ends a lot. Like you need to slow them down and give Miller some help. Cause if you do that, you're going to give plumber more time to see the field. And that's going to be very, very key to find those wide receivers. So, um, we will see. I mean, I, I, like I said, I got a lot of confidence in the staff. I, I, they know a lot more football than any of us, you know, so.
0: I totally yeah. agree, and then Trent L makes a a comment about having the extra couple of days off to prepare for the game, and I totally yeah. agree with that. I think that having yeah. those extra days is going to help us tremendously. Uh, Jeff has always has always shown a an ability to get his teams up for a really big game. Yep. Yeah. And the stakes don't get much higher than what they are this weekend. Right, because if
1: you win this, you're in the ACC championship. It's done. Right. This, and I'm
0: sure that you know every team's goal put sets their goals prior to the season, and and I'm sure that you know winning a conference championship is always one of those you know dreams and goals for before the season, and it's so close. They're so close to being able to play uh, for the conference championship.
3: Yeah. Yeah. So he's
0: going to be able to use that all you know this whole time to get the team up and ready and prepared for this game. And I am worried about the, the you know, the the athletes that Miami has on the field and some of the defensive guys that they have. Um, I, I'm a little, I don't worry about their quarterback play, obviously. Um, but I also do worry about our kicking game because Brock has not looked great um, in the last Man. few weeks. That's and right. I do think I this game that. could come down to being like a three-point game. Oh, so we cannot have any missed opportunities in the know. red
2: zone as far as yeah. whether field goal you or Getting get in wet grass. That's a scary yeah. thought, man. Well,
3: I think a couple things. You know, the key for us all year has been staying ahead. Whether that's staying ahead of the the numbers and getting, you know, short and manageable third downs whether it's getting ahead in a game so that we can control the game how we want to play it and that's going to be extremely important against miami because you want to get ahead of the numbers you do not want we are at our worst when jack has to be in third and long situations where you know the pressure is coming I haven't, we've converted some, but I I feel like that's when we've made our turnovers and and we've put ourselves in bad positions. We've not played great from behind. I know we came back against Virginia last week, but um, you know, Pittsburgh was a tough game. We just couldn't figure out how to score from behind. So I think, Getting ahead early in the game and staying ahead of the numbers on offense is going to be key, especially against an athletic team that likes to bring some pressure in Miami is going to be big. Also, I kind of want to – the the weather, it's – you know, I'm religious on looking at the weather. And I'm like Kyle, I I don't trust things 10 days out. But we're not 10 days
2: out. No.
3: Um, Got to be three days out it's it rained all day today it's supposed to rain tomorrow but there is only a 10 percent chance of rain friday and like a seven percent chance of rain saturday so that's changed
2: on friday that's good unless the
3: the the field management there doesn't do its job then i I expect the field should be decently well kept uh, um which i think helps us too uh and especially with jaws and his injuries so hopefully that's a, a good thing for us
2: um, so so one thing too I, I, I am happy it's a noon game uh, i saw some some little fans griping about that but i think you need to really think about where they're at in the situation now i've been to south beach a couple of times a south beach hangover hits a whole lot different than a regular hangover a south beach hangover let me tell you let me tell you south beach hangover now it, it hits hard They're not getting up at noon. No, not in South Beach. Nope, nope, nope. They'll be lucky to go to bed by 4 a.m. They'll be down there with some ladies on the beach, down on the strip. And I'm telling you, there's something about that environment. The drinks hit different down there. We want a noon game. We do not want a night game down there because that's when the drinks are hitting at their best. You don't want a night game with that crowd. So let me tell you, thank you guys, whoever made the decision To make this a noon game, I was actually very surprised. I thought for sure Louisville Miami would be a three thirty or even a seven thirty game. I really thought it would be a seven thirty game, but hey, we we thank you for that because a lot of people just be getting getting up at noon.
3: It's it's a safer game at noon too. Just
1: remember that. (laughs) Oh come on! I mean, I I mean, there's no doubt about there is something to that. Like the city of Miami is a nightlife city, right? So, oh, I mean, yeah. the people it's in fun, that town man. are more geared. I don't
2: remember down there. Yeah. Oh, there. No, but
1: I just want to give a, 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 a big shout out to Kyle there. Cause we need to put that on a t-shirt. He's like, like what'd you just say? You said, Oh man, I totally lost it. Now oh, that's how, you, the you, said, you hang sounded on, like an kind of like old grandpa. You're like, uh-uh, let me tell you about South Beach Hangover now.
2: Uh-uh, let me tell you. Hey, I am an old man. I am an old man at heart. I'm 35 going on 65, uh, and I love every second of it. Let they, me tell you about Bobby Caldwell. They do. They hit different down there. If you haven't been oh, to South man. Beach and you haven't party down there, I'm telling you, a noon kickoff is exactly what we need.
3: Yeah, yeah I went to the last Miami game down there with a bunch of buddies. And the – we had a flight the day after the game, and I was—I felt so bad <laughs> that I was scared to get on the airplane because I was like, "I'm gonna—I feel so bad. I might have a panic attack on this airplane because <laughs> my my stomach and head hurt so much, and I'm gonna—they're gonna have to emergency land at some point." <laughs> that's luckily, I to took somebody, a pill and passed out for them.
2: That's the, what I'm saying, the, man. What time was your flight? Noon.
3: No, my it was, that that's the worst part. The flight was at like four or something. Man. And I <laughs> still I, wasn't ready. Yeah, that's, that's what still I'm saying. Wasn't
2: ready. Now the now you the just gotta start pounding more beers
1: after
3: that uh, point, man. Just
2: pound more beers. Probably a little bit more conditioned to handle it, but I'm telling you, they're are a night city. They don't the, the idea of going and I, I mean their their stadium's not right by their campus. It's like a 45 minute drive or an hour drive. The it's idea. Way up. The idea yeah. of getting up and going out there if they're not right by the stadium, when uh, you're when you a city that thrives on nightlife and it's coming off of a Friday night, yeah, I'd expect that crowd to be a little bit lackadaisical for lack of better terms. Yeah. Um, may not affect the play on the field, but it certainly doesn't hurt. I mean, it, it beats having a night game against those guys. I'll say that.
1: Yeah, yeah I mean, I, I definitely, I definitely think if the game was at night, they would have more fans there and they would be more lively. Like for sure, because it's it's something to go out and do that night. Like they don't really give to about going to Coral Gables to go watch, to go to the Hard Rock. You know they don't care. They don't really care like it. So yeah.
0: my first year that I uh, that I worked at Cincinnati, and we're gonna dive into story time with Ash here. We played at we played at Miami in football. And so the university decided they were going to send five busloads of students down to the game. <laughs> so we left campus in in Cincinnati on, like, a Wednesday and drove in buses straight through. Like, no hotel, no stopping, straight through from Cincinnati to Miami. Like, the buses had to pull over and change drivers at one point in the middle of the night. Yeah. But we got there. I mean, the kid, it was a good deal for the students because they got to spend like three days down there. But it was hotter than blazes. And one of the kids on the bus, I got voluntold to be on this trip because they had to have staff members be chaperones. And so I got voluntold by my boss that I was going to be a chaperone on this trip. And so I had to ride the bus all the way down there. And one of the kids on my bus Got a tattoo on his ass the night before the game, <laughs> and it was a thousand degrees out, and so we're all sweating our it's thousand ass degrees gone. on his
2: ass, I bet. Yeah. And
0: so you could imagine, like it hurt, so he couldn't sit very well. But after the game, we literally boarded buses after the game and drove straight through back, back to society. Yep. So like, I mean, everybody was disgustingly sweaty when we got out of the game. And he couldn't hardly sit comfortable because he had a tattoo on his ass of the the
2: sea sea paw. (laughs) That place makes you do some stupid stuff, trust me. That was one of the most interesting trips. The team comes in there, folks, dialed in, and you know they can do whatever they want down there now. I do expect us to have a large contingent for a road, a road team at Miami, and that sounds crazy being as far as Uh, we have a we have a very large contingent of South Beach fans now. I, I and, 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 down and down we're talking about general. attending this game, so I expect us to have a couple thousand there. As crazy as that sounds, is Justin from I, the I mean, Discord, Discord going?
1: I mean, I, Justin, no, it's no it's secret going. that Louisville fans love to go to Florida anytime we yeah. get a chance, like that. Love that it.
2: And I mean, a lot of them live down there. It's crazy yeah. how many cars have, uh, you know, transplanted down to South Beach area. And yeah, I, I expect a couple thousand maybe.
0: Well, I know New York card, if you remember him from the old, uh, uh scout site days yeah, he lives
2: in he lives in the fort myers area now so
0: yeah i'm so sure he'll be at the game so speaking of cars
2: <laughs> in south beach and you know obviously we're recruiting down there we have the 305 to the ville that's a thing stan quan playing against them we got a lot of guys katari's katari's hicks a lot of these guys uh, have miami connections we're recruiting down there right now, and I kind of want to talk about recruiting. So we've been getting a lot of good news lately. I know some other people have heard of this too, so a lot of this isn't news. You know, when Pierce Clarkson starts tweeting out pictures of himself, DeAndre Moore, Reuben Owens, the big three, or whatever they call themselves. like, And then, you know. Trio. The trio. The trio. That's correct, Ross. Thank you. I don't always have it right trace. on. It's on the trace tip of my yep, the trio. So, he tweets that. Then you even get Brady Brom in on the action. I mean, it's a thing. It's a thing. And I just wanted to say, we we even heard as of today that Ruben Owens were making traction on Ruben Owens. So, yep. You know, and I mean, don't get me wrong. I'm sure the staff's not doing it. They're not directly involved. That would be tampering. Nobody does that. So I'm sure that reps nope. between <laughs> the two groups have had a little little get together, a little powwow. And it sounds like things are going well between those two groups. Indirect conversation, of course. And I'm telling you, I know some people on Twitter or X, or whatever you want to call it, were like, oh, we don't need Ruben Owens now. Fuck yeah, out of here, Yeah, we will take all him now. all day long. You're crazy, man. You're crazy because Jaws yeah. is probably leaving. Yeah. I don't even think he has any yeah. eligibility left. Grindo." It seems yeah. to be up in the air if he has an extra year or if this is his last year. I've seen both. Multiple. No, other. he he
1: has another year. He has he another year. Another, yeah.
2: We yeah. have to hope he uses it. There's no guarantee. Some of these other guys don't hit the portal. You know, we. I gotta. I, don't, I, gotta in. In. I gotta jump in.
0: I gotta jump in. I wonder what Ty would think if we were to get those guys reunited on campus. Let's get his opinion right now. <laughs> five star.
1: Five star. Five star hey. in my book.
2: <laughs> well, there we go. <laughs> And now we know what Ty thinks. <laughs> Literally, in Reuben Owens' case, a five-star. Yeah. don't Listen, did anybody, Did they not watch Reuben Owens' tape? I don't care if it was the highest-level comedy. Did you not watch his high school film? Nasty, have you forgotten? Because Pepperidge Farms are members. I mean, I was mad I watched the film because I was like, oh, hell no. I should have never watched this because if we don't land this guy, I'm going to be heartbroken. I'm going to be absolutely heartbroken. And then he goes to Texas A&M, packs all the stuff, ships it to Louisville. All of a sudden, Sat takes that job. He was attached to Darrell Sims, running back coach. Darrell Sims goes with Sat. He didn't want to play at Cincinnati, so he does the logical thing. He looks at the two big schools in his state and says, all right, I'll just go to Texas A&M. But, you know, you hear things, and we're hearing good things as of today. You take Ruben Owens. So people that are, like, bitter – like. He didn't do anything wrong. Like people act like, well, you didn't want to come here. No. Like, literally had a staff turnover when he was already kind of, you know, yeah, trying to buy the all the way in. He was bought in, he was sending his stuff here. And then he finds out the guy that he's closest to is not going to be here. Yeah. And he can get, listen, I understand NIL at Louisville is a big thing. I can tell you right now, we don't compete with AM in Texas if they really want a guy. So that's not the issue. Like, he wanted to come there because he had relationships established there, not only with peers and with all the Bosco guys that he got to know, but he had a very good relationship with the running back coach. Yeah, He did the right thing for himself. And if we can get him back now, hell yeah, you take that. Come on. Yeah. Man. I mean, come on. And,
3: and let me make a point. This is if, – if those – if him and Moore come here now, that's better – than us getting them last year because they now they've well. used their transfer yes. to come yep. here yeah. and they'd have to sit out a year to go somewhere else. So it, it, it's
1: the best case scenario, bro. And and on top of it, they, yeah, you didn't get to oversee their development, but you trust that a program like a Texas A&M, like they probably got a good strength and conditioning program. You know, it's, it's probably on par with ours or better or maybe just – I don't know who – I don't know anything about it, but – they're they you literally on somebody else's dime they got a year of strength and conditioning they got their their bodies just physically more matured naturally just in one year alone like all on somebody else's dime that's and a then good like, point di- ross yeah and like you said pat like they use that one time you know transfer you know rule the the immediate eligibility to play the next year so if they do want to leave again, they're going to have to lose a year of eligibility. Like, so it, um, and, and, and the other thing too is, and I, I'm taking this from Mark Blankenbaker, but he said this Monday morning on uh morning show with Drew Diener. He, he said that he had heard the, the last he had heard in October, Ruben Owens stuff is still here, <laughs> <laughs> it's,
0: it's still on campus.
2: So is the sound too.
1: Yeah, so like, I don't even know what I think. That's just kind of funny, honestly. But like, I don't think he's coming to come get his stuff. You know what I mean? But like,
2: Ross, he's like, well, I might as well just transfer there because I got stuff there. I need to go. Yeah, like, you know, last three years. Part of me,
1: part of me, is almost like
2: Trent makes another
0: good point that Owens would have been buried this year on the depth chart just because of. well, we Trent are.
2: also makes a very bad point, in my opinion. He says we yeah, could. take I saw that too. I was going to ignore it. No, 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 no. Trent would not ignore it if I did, no. so I'm not going to ignore it. Trent does it. He says he could take or leave DeAndre Moore because 5'11 receivers grow on trees. First off, a 5'11 receiver does not grow on the tree. They look up at it because they're so short. Second off, there's a lot of re- – I mean, that's the way the NFL is now. You look at the best NFL receivers, it's not like it was 10, 15 years ago. And Trent, I know you know that. Most of them are short and speedy, fast. They have great route running ability. Those guys don't grow on trees. And those guys, yeah, there's a lot of short receivers, but I would argue that a lot of them do not have the the potential that DeAndre Moore has.
0: Uh,
2: And we need receivers. We need them because we got a lot of receivers leaving. I can tell you right now from what I've been told. You're probably going to lose one
1: or two in the transfer portal too. You
2: are. And then I can tell you also what we've been told is that receiver is going to be a big focus again in a portal mm-hmm. this coming up. So there's no reason why you couldn't take DeAndre Moore and hope he reaches his maximum potential because I think he's got a low floor and a very high ceiling. I just don't see where that would – I mean, I, I guess you could argue take it or leave it, but I I just think that you take it because I think yeah. that he could be a really good player here. And it may not be next year. But I mean, you know, two, two, three years down the road, he could arguably be our best receiver. You never know.
1: Yeah, I mean, he has that ability. Like the thing I saw when we were recruiting him, the thing that excited me about him was the way that he got out of his routes and he got separation. Like he, he was very fast into his cuts and he came out. He came out of those, out of those cuts, extremely explosive. You know, he made separation and he uses his hands away from his body too. Like he doesn't try to trap the ball. He uses his hands so. Um, you know, I, I I he I think he's a guy that I don't really know how much he's gotten to play down there at Texas. It doesn't seem like a whole lot, but um he's a guy that has a lot of room to grow. And he showed a lot of promise in in, in uh high school over there with Pierce on the same team. Um and that's just another thing. Like if Pierce is gonna be our guy for the next couple of years. It couldn't hurt to have a dude that's running routes for him, uh, you know, that he's got already built-in chemistry with.
2: So, so. cards. I want to talk about Deuce Vaughn or Brady Allen will be the starter because I don't see Pierce Clarkson starting, mostly because Braum didn't recruit him. I, I would say, first of all, I, I give Pierce a chance. Now, I don't know if he'll start as a redshirt freshman or not. I wouldn't count him out at all. But nope. second off, and and I don't want to say too much. Now I saw it has been shared. The name has been shared elsewhere on another platform that I won't even bring up. I don't want to ruin a quarterback recruitment. I will say we are recruiting the portal, or we will be, I should say, we will be recruiting the transfer portal for a quarterback, and we are not going to settle. I'll put it that way. We are not going to say, which I think this year was a unique situation. We thought we were going to get Austin Reed. Everybody thought Austin Reed was telling people he was coming here. And I don't know if it's because his coach stayed and then they offered more NIL, or if it was just, Hey, they offered him an NIL. deal he couldn't refuse. Something made him change his mind at the last second. So then we're kind of left scrambling and hunting and we did get Jack Plummer. We're thankful for Jack Plummer, but he's, you know, he does have limitations. I mean, that with no disrespect. Mm-hmm. He's not a guy that can just blow open, blow the top off of an offense. He's not a typical Coach Braum quarterback, even though he's played for Coach Braum before. Like He's not the air raid type of just airing it out. And thankfully this year the roster is constructed in a way where he, de- he doesn't have to be. But I'm telling you right now, in the portal, we are looking for a quarterback that can make a major impact there are there's a name out there that we're we're going to be watching very closely, yeah. and see what happens, and hope for the best. And that's all we yeah. can really say. We've known about it for about a week, but we're just you know not going to say much about it. And then I saw it was I saw the name was dropped elsewhere, but I'm I'm not going to do that because you know they're not in the portal yet. Portal season isn't open yet, and a lot of things can change. But hey, we're, we're big game hunting for a quarterback. I'll put it that yeah. way.
0: Well, and here's my deal about uh, the the transfer portal is for, for our sake, it's hard to really get too enamored with any names just yet, just because of the fact that we all know what's going to happen next month. In the month of December, you're going to start seeing coaches on the move. And mm-hmm. that really shakes everything up. So, I mean, because like a year ago today, I mean, you wouldn't have thought Jack Plummer would have been on our radar. I mean, so whenever these coaches move to another school, they're going to start recruiting at portal hard and and everything's going to be in flux, you know, when that, when the silly season kind of gets going. So it's hard to really zero in on too many play uh, players right now, as far as transfer candidates. Yeah. I mean, for example, Willie Fritz, in my opinion, is going to be at a power five school uh, in a month uh, maybe six weeks. Uh, I'm positive of that. He passed up, a number of opportunities to better himself in 2019, um, mm-hmm. which he really then regretted because he, his team actually went kind of in the tank, the opposite direction that he thought um, he thought that if he stayed, he wouldn't improve and get better offers the next couple of years. But um, then he almost got fired. So coming off of the years that he's had, uh, he's having now, I don't think he'll pass up opportunities uh, that he's going to get after this year. Uh, and I think like a, a guy like him will
2: uh, well, and be on other the move. And, too, and
0: other coaches too. And I'm just giving one example.
2: Yeah. You know, just yeah. throwing a name out there randomly. Um, yeah. But, I mean, you'll I mean see, it, like Jamie
0: Chadwell, you saw the other day was in Starkville. <laughs> yeah.
2: That's, that's, that's what I
1: was, I was going to bring him up. I mean, there, are, there are a lot of coaches like that at that mid major level that are, probably looking to move up right now and right now their quarterbacks aren't even on the radar to be transferring you know what i'm saying but some of those quarterbacks are really good and they're going to they're going to have to look long and hard on what they're going to do are they going to stay and wait for the next coach or are they going to take their opportunity like their coach did and, and go somewhere you know and maybe those quarterbacks maybe those coaches recruit their quarterbacks to that next team you know i mean it's it's clearly a possibility but i mean it's it's you know if a coach is going somewhere and they've got a stable of quarterbacks there already i mean yeah that, that quarterback that's playing for them there at this at the mid-major school currently would have a leg up knowing the offense and everything but doesn't mean they're going to win that spot i mean coaches are not going to give players spots
2: like at a high people, level people in the comments are saying that certain coaches go to power five their, co- their quarterbacks going with them not necessarily. We don't know that. And that's all I'm going to yeah, say. You know, <laughs> mean, it it depends true. on – and also yeah, depends on chest, where they go. I, I, they I, I got have reason to think that that's not always the
0: case. Yeah. I just, I just wanted to say, say, I'm just saying like out. transfer portal goes crazy whenever
2: the coaching yeah. season goes crazy. And I mean, here's I mean, the thing wow. about quarterbacks, too. Because we didn't know the was going to come here. Here's the thing about quarterbacks. Well, like I said, that was one where it was like we thought we had our guy. And that kind of is a point I'm about to make. Here's the thing about quarterbacks. It's the highest, most coveted position. So the transfer portal is free agency for these guys. What they're doing right now is they're they're through back channels. They're they're gauging interest. Like, hey, I'm interested. What do you guys have to offer? What does your uh, quarterback room look like next year? Are you looking for a guy? How do you think I fit into that? What do you think you could do for me? And you may leave that thinking like, hey, we've got a real good chance at this guy. But what you may not – what you, what you have to prepare for is that they've also had that conversation with five, six other schools, yeah. maybe even more. So you don't really know. And then, of course, they're going back to their own school. Once the portal opens, they're going, well, I don't know, man. I think I'm going to ta- head out. And then all of a sudden it's like, well, you haven't even heard my pitch. Why you shouldn't leave it? I mean, that sounds kind of like what could have happened with Austin Reed at Western, for lack of better terms. Uh, so it's tough. That's the toughest position. And when you think you got it nailed down, uh, I do think we've got a guy that we're interested in, and I do think that we've got resources available that I am confident in as far as, you know, being able to sell Louisville. But he's not in the portal yet. We're not going to talk about names, and we're just going to see how it goes. Yeah. I uh, hey,
3: Go ahead, Pat. I, I think, to your point, Kyle, you know, big, big fish hunting, big fish fishing, whatever you want to call it, this year, I think Jeff, and I know we went after the WKU quarterback Austin Reed last year, and then we and then we got Plummer. But I think uh I think that Jeff played it somewhat safe last year with his quarterback options. Not that Austin wouldn't have been an awesome ad, but he wouldn't have been what I would call, you know these big, huge fish in the pond. <laughs> um, no, no Sam Hartman, for sure. Um, and oh, I think awesome. Jets' mindset going into the portal last year was, I need a quarterback who knows my offense that I can put together a season that I can build on. And I think we've had a better season than Jeff
1: thought we were going to have. So I think so
2: too. Okay. So I want to tell the Sam Hartman story finally for the viewers. It's a funny story. It's a story of uh, metaphorically speaking, I lit a match on fire and lit a little leaf and that leaf lit the grass on fire, which went to the trees and lit a tree on fire, which lit the rest of the forest and created an entire forest fire. So, You know, I actually really like the idea of Sam Hartman being a Jeff Brom quarterback. And so while he was still at Wake Forest, he had not transferred. I had made a comment in a a group chat we have that, hey, you know, wouldn't it be awesome if Sam Hartman played under Jeff Brom, which I know how he played this year, didn't play as well as we thought. This is before that. This is when I thought he was going to be like Wake Forest, Sam Hartman. Besides our game, he played really well there. So I had told people I'd love to see Sam Hartman play – So then all of a sudden I get on one of the message boards, on the premium board, and and it's like, you know, who's our portal quarterback going to be? And all I did was write Sam Hartman. I just answered. I didn't say, you know, I knew he was going to be. I didn't say I was hearing. And then what I did is I screenshot it, and I shared it in that group chat, like joking around, like, ha-ha, look at this. Well, one of the guys in there who is an insider on that message board who drops a bunch of scoop and who's usually really serious and doesn't goof around. He literally quotes my post and says, been hearing rumblings of this myself. Well, then all of a sudden <laughs> Nick Surreal gets on there and I'll drop Nick's name because he did all over Twitter and he didn't hide it. He gets on yeah. and he's like, dude, I've been hearing about Sam Hartman too. <laughs> now all of a sudden the next day comes, I'm driving home from work, listening to the Mike Rutherford show. Shout out to Mike Rutherford. I love your show. Doubt you even hear us on here. But in the event, that you happen to catch a stray. Just know I love his show, man. Well, I'm taking a swig of my diet Mountain Dew on the way home. And all of a sudden, Mike Rutherford's like, been hearing rumblings about Sam Hartman possibly entering the portal and being interested in Louisville. And, I mean, I projectile spit my Mountain Dew all over the windshield. I had to pull over. I was dying laughing. And I send that group text. I'm like, oh, my God, the Sam Hartman things out of control. I get on Twitter, and you've got people arguing with each other well, should we really take Sam Hartman? He was terrible. Against <laughs> us. Other people are like, "Are you kidding me?" We absolutely take Sam Hartman, and yeah. then we had some people that beat it into the ground where it was like they didn't let it go, and they were like, "Every everything was like Sam Hartman, Sam Hartman, Sam Hartman." But I, I just want to apologize for anybody that caught wind of that rumor. I started something I did not mean to start. It's my fault, and I will never do something like that again. I never meant for it to get to where it got. I never thought it would I mean, be we, we
1: can't let you take all the credit, Kyle. I mean, it I'm was not like taking the whole, credit, I'm taking it. It the was the whole Discord, the whole me. Discord ran with it. Man, no, it started it was,
2: with me though. Like, I put it, it was in there. pretty
1: funny. It I was mean, funny. I'm
2: just that was saying, some of the most blame. fun times
0: in the Discord. I take I'll take the
2: full blame, <laughs> is what I'm saying. Because I put that first thing out there, and then I would say that they didn't really care that I did it until the insider got on there, and the guy that has like and he, he 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 was like, Yeah, I've heard that but he wouldn't have done it if I didn't share it and then drop it in our group chat. And I, It's my fault, man. So if you thought we were getting Sam Hartman and then all of a sudden we just didn't, it's my fault.
3: <laughs> but but I think this year we'll be sw- swimming in Sam Hartman waters, man. I think that's the, the quality we'll be looking at.
1: Yeah, I do too. I do too, Pat. I think we're going to have – uh, I think we're going to have numerous guys that are gonna want to be here. Like we're going to have to pick the right one. That's that's the position I think we're in. Definitely. So, and you know, Ash, I don't know if you've got the tweet. If you go, if you could go to Steve Clarkson, uh, what he t- tweeted out a few days ago about, uh, or maybe it was Soskin. It was Clarkson or Zach Saskin talking about basically like i'll be back louisville fans the time is now the time is now to join the 502 circle like there's there's things happening here and then i think clarkson piggybacked off of that saying you know all the stuff we, we were telling kids about coming here to louisville and this is the new destination like this is your time to show it you know so um it, it, it is. I mean, I, I'm not going to lie. I had been wanting to join the 502 circle for a while. I had been meaning to. I had been slacking on it. I did join. Like, I joined that day. Like, within 20 minutes of reading both of those tweets, I was like, all right, I'm in. Like, it was no question. Like, I'm in. Yeah, it's not that much money from me. But, like, if you have a thousand people do that, you know, and they're doing it, they're signing up for a commitment every month, That's a lot of that's a lot of money. I mean, it, it, it goes up pretty quick and it helps, you know, it helps uh, it helps bigger boosters with their pockets open up their pockets a little more because they know that they've got a push from underneath them, too. You know, it's just kind of like a pyramid thing. So, um, you know, you need that money to kind of flow up to the top. And uh, we've got a real opportunity to uh, get some big, big signings in, in the in the transfer portal this year. And you know, you can say what it is. You know, you can hate that it's not the way it used to be, or whatever. But this is this is college football today. It is free agency. You and got that one time transfer. I mean, it's get it, this is college football free agency now. Like this is this is a this is the NIL in the transfer rule, The way it is is gives a big leg up to a lot of <laughs> programs like Louisville to even the playing field against the traditional blue bloods. Of college football, like we can actually compete, like we can really compete. You can go and buy your players now. You can do it legally, breaking zero rules. Nobody's gonna say anything. So, I mean, we need to basically nut up or shut up. Like t- the, like, this is our chance. Like Clarkson's not wrong.
2: Ty, what is going I'm, on, man? Are you down bad tonight? He's really getting in depth about how much how attracted he is to Sam Hartman. I mean, it sounds <laughs> five star, five star, five star hey. in my book.
3: Sounds like Ty wants to eat his – That's great.
2: Ty, Ty, what's happening? You you got to get yourself under control, man. Get it together. Crystal blue water with a nice breeze. Whoa, whoa. whoa. I thought you were working tonight. It sounds like you're taking quite the break.
3: Yeah. Ty wants his uh, Cane's chicken boiled in some Sam Hartman ocean water, man. I mean –
2: That's a combo he would be down for. for Spit in my mouth. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, oh man, God. Uh, oh, that's not God. the kind of cane sauce we were thinking of. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I don't know if you guys.
0: I don't know how many uh, Steve Ul cards made the comment about. Uh, he's hearing the, the quarterback Ivan Ranko yeah. So, like, I don't know if how many people are going to get that Steve, but uh, especially the, the the younger crowd on that
1: Ivan Ranko Jr. Man, uh, what, <laughs> look uh, it up,
2: Bobby Nice. What was, yeah, what was the
1: what was the recruiter's name? Uh Clark,
2: uh Clark. Um Clark
1: Francis, yeah. yeah Clark, Clark Francis. Francis. Yeah.
2: I've been he was ranking. From Louisville, too.
0: Clark oh, Francis man. was from Louisville. Mm-hmm.
2: That was even worse than Sam Hartman trolling. No, it was man. basically
0: a fictitious recruit that everybody started going crazy about.
2: Yeah, it was completely okay. made so, up. Long story yeah. short, Bobby Knight made it up because he was so sick of recruiting services not being able to evaluate players, he questioned their credentials. So Mm -hmm. he said, you know, Ivan Rinko is a guy we're recruiting. He, he like, described him. I think he was, like, a center. I don't remember that, though. Yeah. He described his game and everything. He's a fake guy. All of a sudden, Clark Francis has Ivan Rinko, like, way up on his list. And then we find out later it was a hoax. And you got to think this is an early internet days. So it's much easier to pull a fast one like social media. You just Google Ivan Rinko. Okay, he doesn't exist. There was no Google back then. Clark Francis was running his recruiting website off of an mm-hmm. actual web address. And he, you hear this and you're like, holy shit. Like this guy must be really good. Bobby Knight's raving about him. Puts him on his list. Fake player. Didn't exist. He was about as relevant as Manti Tail's girlfriend
1: yeah yeah completely it was it, it, and just one story out of 500,000 <laughs> 500, of Bobby 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 Knight being an asshole but i mean you know he Pressing he was is- I, I don't care i mean that that man was a very miserable person i'm sorry so i mean i I'm happy for what he did for the game but we're not going to we're not i'm not going to shoot any strays that way but he was not. Yeah, he was not I'll a happy person, and that was pretty crappy what he did to Clark uh, there and to other people. But it was also kind of humorous at the same time because he got his point across yeah, of what he was trying to do. Yeah,
2: yeah, yeah. Macro Cole. Oh, did you already talk about this when I left for a little bit? Cole Maganac flipping to Miami because Macro uh, no. brought that up. So we did have a we did lose a guy today, a defensive end recruit. Cole McConathy, sorry, I said McConat. McConathy, I'm these <laughs> last names. I'm terrible. i like, I'm sure who you were don't talking, about talking about. <laughs> he flipped his recruitment. Shout out to Dave Lackford over at Rivals. He had said on there, "Hey, watch out. He's going. We we think he's going to decommit." I didn't know he's going to flip to Miami. I kind of I think it's a little salty that he's doing it right before we play them. I think that I don't know. There's something. Maybe it's just coincidental but i i don't think it is so uh he is really good macro you're right he he actually you know thing about cole is he gets off the snap really fast he's got a really fast first step whenever the ball is snap and i really i mean it kind of that's the Ashton gelati type of thing and i was yeah. kind of looking forward to him you know coming back but you know i think we're gonna be okay i will say this Just hang in there. All the recruiting has been pretty boring in high school. We are going to crush the transfer portal. If you think we crushed it last year, just wait. Yeah. I'm telling you, without knowing exactly who we are, I've got a few ideas of some names, but without knowing specifics, I just know this much. 502 Circle, it's gearing up. It's revving up. It's putting a lot towards this transfer portal. The coaching yep. staff's going to go out there like gangbusters. There's already feelers that are being put out, people feeling out. This staff, our staff's probably got indirect feelers out. That's And every staff's doing it. So I'm not saying anything. You know, every staff's doing this. So just just, just hang in there because come December, it's going to pick up. And I, I cannot wait. I'm pumped about the transfer portal.
1: Yeah, it's going to be fun. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, here's the thing. <laughs>
2: Just wait
0: a minute. You're gonna be able to pause, pause, pause,
2: pause. Budnick. Come on. I I mean, hey, hey, Budnick. It's good for the kids. They needed that win. We beat the spread. It's always good when the kids are going through a lot. There's a lot going on in the program right now, guys. I mean, it's frustrating to say the least. And I think that it's it's poured over to the fan base, obviously. And it's just one of those things where, for these young kids who are just going out there playing a game they love, representing our university, we just need to be supportive. But yeah,
1: I mean, but Nick, uh, just it's, say, not, it's not
2: a great win. Let's not let's, but, let's just say it was a. It's good for the kids. Let's just leave it there.
1: Budnick, this 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 Cop and State team would lose to a few D two schools, like no question about it. Like they would.
0: Yeah, so.
1: I mean they're not good like so i mean i i i appreciate we appreciate we've been very positive and optimistic that this could be me me and ash in particular like i i mean i think everybody wants this to work out there's that's there's no secret about that but it's not this is not a step in the right direction like i don't know what i don't know what you could be watching tonight and say like man, this was a good win like no, that was bad basketball being played that was bad on both sides of the court both teams it was not good it was very bad
2: so, I appreciate your comment though bud man. yeah I mean that's there's gonna be times where we just you know no disrespect we just i don't know it, it yeah that anyway, so, it a good win for the kids
1: i wanna get back <laughs> i wanna get I wanna get back yeah, to the finish your play, right. kids.
2: <laughs> <laughs> is it McConaughey –
1: I want to get back to the McConaughey thing. So, like,
2: one, (laughs) we talked
1: about it. We talked about it on the pod last week, or maybe it was in the Discord. I thought we hit on it last week, but I think it's probably really good news that you're gonna get Ashton back. And we've been hearing from some from some people that we're gonna get Ashton back. Also, since the spring game, I've been really high on one dude. Uh, Adonijah Green is going to be an absolute breakout player next year. I will promise you that. That kid is going to be extremely good. He's flashed a couple times this year in the short amount of snaps he's gotten. Uh,
2: we got to keep long. him though, because trust me, they're coming for him. Schools I mean, yeah, I'm sure Maybe some people are. I'm
1: sure some people are. Like he's, he is, he is a dude that that plays. He uses his leverage well. He's got a great first step and he's, man, he is quick. He's got really nice bend. He's, he's able to, to get back there. I mean, he makes a big, he can make a big difference as a freshman already from yeah. what I've seen. You put some weight on him and some strength. That kid's going to be a monster. You is, put him yeah, on, plus, him. plus you're going to get Mason Rager back who mm. I've been high on for two years now. Cause I, I was saying, Every time you look at that kid when he's in the game, he's just around the football. He has a nose for the football. Things happen around him. And we're seeing it this year. Like he that him and Ashton are going to be an absolute problem next year. Him and Mason are. They're going Don't to be a huge capers problem. either, man. Yeah. And then, and then you got capers. Like like l- losing a player like McConaughey, yeah, he's good, but he's not gonna make or break our recruiting class.
2: like he wasn't going
1: to start next year he'd be lucky if everything goes right for this roster the way it is right now he would be lucky to get snaps next year alone so like we're gonna be just fine like i'm not even worried about not even worried about a loss of a recruit at this point because again even when you lose a big recruit you would love to bring them up through the program and you would love. To, uh, you know, bring them up and, and groom them and get them in, in, in your culture and get them ready. Like, you can always get somebody in the portal as a quick fix, just like that. Okay. If it's a position of need that you really need, boom, you can get them. Yeah. Like, right. it, it's not a thing anymore. It doesn't, it doesn't matter that much.
2: Mm-hmm. All right. Well, I don't know, guys. I'm excited. I'm nervous. I'm excited. I've got all these emotions running through me. I'm like a, I'm like, I'm like my wife on her first day. She was just so blessed to hang out with me. I'm kidding. I was the blessed one. <laughs> I was the blessed one. But uh, I am nervous. I am like a little school gr- school girl going into this game. There's so much on the line. Looking forward to it. We will do a post game on Saturday. I'm sure. I, I don't know what time because I don't think a a three 30 or four o'clock post game is going to hit real hard <laughs> on a Saturday, <laughs> but I don't know if we'll do it later at night or what. Uh, and we could, I mean, if the Miami game doesn't go as planned, we could be sitting there watching other teams yeah. in the post game rooting for them. We hope it doesn't come to that though. We control our own destiny. So let's just, uh, let's just get through it. Bud, Nick, I see your comments about future coaches. We will. We're not there yet. When we get there, yeah. we will be. I'm telling you, we got some good ideas. We got some banter
0: this afternoon about ideas there, and so yeah, we we'll got some, some ideas. Ready.
2: I mean, it's gonna be fun on Third Banner Pod if if there's a coaching search. Yeah, I mean, come back,
0: man. Like, d- yeah. trust
1: me, you you will want to be here because it's sit. It, we would be lying if we say we're not talking about it already behind.
2: Oh, everybody. The is. But yeah, we. I mean, everybody. Say, right, yeah, everybody, everybody is, is. like. No Josh Jameson, Danny Manning, there are assistants, and of course the support staff. There are coach coaches right now, so we just got to hang in there, guys.
1: Yeah. So well, I mean, we, before we get off here, before we get off here, do we want to do a prediction? We got
0: to do predictions.
2: It's a must. It's oh, a requirement. Oh, what do you got? Do, it, what do you guys? Got you? Don't make do me you... do it.
3: Oh, all right. Oh man. Are we going to get out a first
2: loss from
3: Kyle? Um. <laughs> uh, we'll, we'll save Kyle's loss prediction for last, so that. Somebody can yell at them. Afterwards.
2: I'm not gonna uh-huh. predict a loss. I'm just not gonna. Oh, uh-huh. now everybody's putting a prediction. in. Be...
1: Everybody's putting a score in. We're not doing this. I'm uh-huh. not doing this. Uh-huh.
2: Lowham and Holland just give on record. Run. I won't predict my team's gonna lose.
1: Well,
3: you, 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 you got, got you then you go better say we're gonna play. win. All right, I you think. Uh, listen, we it's gonna be you know we we don't we haven't played well. In Miami, we've played well against Miami at home, haven't played well in Miami. Yeah, um, Their style and, and their strengths do worry me a bit, as we talked about. But I believe in, in Brom and, and the extra days we had to prepare for this. I think he knows what's on the line. I think he thinks this is more important than the U.K. game, which it in is. all honesty, it is right mm-hmm. Um so I think it's gonna be not a terribly high scoring game, but and it's gonna come down to the end. Hopefully not a field goal. I'm going uh twenty-seven twenty-one.
0: What do you got, Ross? Uh I think it'll be a little
1: bit higher scoring. Uh I do. Um I I I just think we're due for a really good road game. I, I am with Pat. It seems like There have been teams in the past that have given us trouble on the road, particularly in Florida, right? You're not wrong about going down to Miami and having trouble at Miami. You know, you remember when we were in, uh, uh, you know, the Conference USA, Big East times, you know, I mean, we went down to South Florida and lost frequently, you know, even when we were the better team. I mean, they had some really damn good teams during that stretch, but there were teams that we had that were, A lot better and we still lost you know so um I think the Braum effect I think the Braum effect is is what I've been saying uh this whole pod I just I have so much confidence that they're going to have the guys amped up and ready to go like you said Ash like Braum is very good about getting his guys up for games right like that's one of his greatest strengths so They know they're going to be up against it. They know they're going to have to come out and play with intensity from the very first snap. You're going to have to go out there. So I expect them to come out and look good from the start. If that happens, we have always seen nothing, but pretty much things go our way. We have one game that says that that doesn't happen and that's Pittsburgh. It's because we just kept throwing the damn ball for some reason instead of running it. So uh, i don't know why we didn't run the ball more with gorindo that game i was screaming for it now we know we no, have a, now we know we have like gorindo you can lean on him like he can be a guy so um i i just trust that we're going to use miami's speed we're gonna use some of their strengths about getting pressure in the backfield against them uh i trust i trust them to have a good game plan and i just think we're due we are just due for. And that's that's hopeful optimism, but like we're due for Plumber and this team to have a good road game. Like the NC State game wasn't pretty, but the way they eked out a win on the road in that environment was pretty pretty good, you know. But they didn't play great. Like I expect us to come out and play great this game. Like this game means a whole hell of a lot for the University of Louisville football program. Like it's a very you have the chance to seal The very first time you could ever go in and make an ACC championship. We've been in this league now for nine, almost 10 years. Like we've been dreaming about this. This is exactly what we've been wanting. So it's right there. The Brahms know how big this is for Louisville football. They know it. They're going to have the guys ready. So I know I rambled a lot, but I think the score is going to be 38-28. That's what I think.
0: All right, well, uh, Ty, what do you think the game's going to be like? Do you think we're going to be ready to go? Five star, five star, five star hey. in my book. He gave his opinion on the game.
2: Uh, Ty, Ty still talking about Sam Hartman's physique. He's not even. He's not even. He's probably not even on the pod anymore. Uh, um, I think that we're going to
0: win twenty-seven twenty-four. I'll, I'll keep it pretty brief. And Kyle, I'll let you finish this up. What do you What do you got for the final? My Kyle score.
2: Score. I'll tell you this score. Here's what we need to do to win the game. I'll put it oh. that way. No, I'm not Ross. I'm not going. I'm not going to say we're going to lose, but I'm not going to sit here and say like I think this is exactly what's going to happen. This is what we need to do to win. We have to actually use the pass to open up the run, because we're going to be focused on the run. We got to do some he of the is. things you talked about: the screens, the misdirections. Jack Plummer has to have the best game as a Louisville Cardinal that he's had. Maybe minus maybe minus the Boston College game. He played really well in that. But the comp- level of competition on defense, especially what he's facing, is going to be much higher. So he's going to have to have a very composed game. Our defense is going to have to disguise their blitzes and bring pressure. I do think if there's only one criticism I've had of the defense. And by the way, Ron English is is, to me, arguably the defensive coordinator of the year. So I don't say this critically. If there's one thing I think we've done is when we get either an inexperienced or a struggling quarterback, sometimes we lay off a little bit on the pressure thinking, well, we can get away with rushing three or four guys, well, four guys in our case. And sometimes we don't get that pressure, and it takes us a long time to bring the pressure. Like Pittsburgh comes to – you know, Pittsburgh's a really good example of that. I think the IU quarterback, Jackson, in the second half, I think we should have blitzed a lot more. We did and And last week, even at times, I think we we, we went away from it as well. And that guy kind of killed us sometimes. That all being said, we have to bring pressure and the skies blitzes. Keep these quarterbacks. I don't think TVD is going to be in there very long unless he's playing very well. So if he is able to turn his good fortunes back into what it was the first couple of weeks, you know, we're, we got to really bring the heat and, and, you know, make it hard on him. But if he starts to struggle, they're gonna bring in their backup Jakari. And we're gonna to to, we're gonna to have to bring it on defense, bring pressure. Jack plummer has got to, to play a really good game, and then that can open up the running game. So that's what we need to do to win.
1: All right, 27 21. Five star five star.
0: Five star hey. in my book.
1: Good prediction, Kyle. Woo! Kyle, what do 27
0: 21. Happen? If you had to if you had a gun to your head, what do you? Think going to happen.
2: Ooh. Who? Me? What you, yeah,
0: what do you think is going to
2: happen? I'm not ever going to say I'm just I no think we're going to lose a football game. I'm not doing it. Not doing it. So you already said it then. Back in a bit, wouldn't be prudent. I told you what we need to do to win the game.
3: <laughs> I mean, Kyle's oh. predicted every Kyle
0: has pre- done a score not prediction on every game. No, there
2: was one other one he wouldn't oh. give
0: it. it yeah, was it the? I can't remember one. which one it was. That's just pick. If, if if he doesn't, it he was the Pittsburgh score, game. him what happened? I moves. would not predict we would lose.
3: All right. Well,
2: uh. <laughs> 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 but I will say this: I also thought we were going to. We were gonna, we were gonna crush Virginia. I didn't, yeah. I had no worries about that. You're right. Listen, so more incentive. Mar-
1: Mar- you wouldn't give a score prediction for Pitt, and we lost. So give your score prediction.
2: Yeah, you might have jinxed us. Then I'm yeah, over- you you They're jinxed old. it, though. No, I ain't jinxing anybody.
0: Yeah, they, come they, on. They don't watch he, me. They don't watch reverse me, you know juju. You
2: believe in it? You believe
0: in the sports guys in Indiana. Watching. They
2: don't know I exists.
0: All right, guys. Well. Does anybody have any final thoughts before we wrap it up? It's been a good show. I've had had a lot of fun. Yes. Uh, Well, yeah, like and subscribe. Make sure you hit the like button on this video, guys. That really helps us out. Uh, If you haven't, if you stumbled upon the video, please subscribe. Hit that subscribe button so you'll catch us again in the future. Uh, Like us across our social channels on uh, X, uh, Third third Banner Pod, or search for for us on Facebook at The third, Third Banner Pod as well. We'd love to interact with you guys on those platforms as well. Um, Any final words, Ross or Kyle or Pat? Hang in there in basketball and let's go in football. What about you, Pat?
2: Yeah,
3: one thing I did want to say, too, that gives me some confidence heading into the game, is coaching matters, and we, by far, have the
1: better coach. Yeah, for sure. No, 100%. That's what, that's, that's yeah. part of what I've been getting at. That was good, about. Actually. Yeah. Like we don't have a coach that's going to do some dumb shit. Like, I mean, we don't, but I, I will, before we get off here, I will just say,
2: if we have a time management mishap at the end, I'm coming after you guys.
1: <laughs> I am. I am no, I am no longer lit. the black angel of death. So that we're, we're clear there. We're good. You know, like, you know, we're, we're good. So, um, I'll just say we got some big opportunities coming up with the third banner pod. So, uh, appreciate everybody that's been here. Uh, been supporting the channel thus far. We, we love doing this and, uh, look forward to uh, seeing y'all more and tell your friends and hit the like, subscribe and hit that notification bell and keep coming back, man, because we're, we're not going to stop. We're going to keep going. And, uh, we love having y'all, like you said, when, when it's interactive in the chat, man, it makes it that much more fun. So, uh, hey. thank you guys as as always man. We're all cars fans in the end and we, we just want the best for our program.
3: Ash, how many can can we get Ty to tell you tell us how many stars this podcast has rated?
1: Five star five
2: star five star hey. in my book. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> all right, guys, go cars.
1: Go cars, go program, baby. Beat the canes.